Do you remember being a beginner? On Novice Beginnings, two close friends recall the first time they tried something new or ventured into the unknown. I know Kung Fu. Show me. What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Welcome to the first episode of Novice Beginnings Podcast. How you feeling, Jacob? Us. Us. That is the perfect segue into today's show, which will be martial arts. First time we went to a martial arts studio. And you know what? I think I'm going to start with my story first. So the first time I went to a martial arts studio, I knew this guy named Ariz, and uh, we basically went to the same rehearsal space as each other and he told me he was a cage fighter and I was incredibly intrigued as was all my friends and he offered to train us for free at his studio which is pretty pretty nice so we all show up it was the sketchiest gym you will ever see it was on some kind of back street downtown it just it it was just it, it was sketch and uh, we get there, I sign a waiver, we all sign a waiver, and this is where it gets kind of weird. On the waiver, it basically says, I do not work for the Australian Police Department or for Border Control. And you were working for both at the time. <laughs> that, I, I was moonlighting as Border Patrol as I was a cop. No, that's not correct. Of course. But it was definitely a little bit concerning, and we sort of asked about it because can't really ignore something like that on a waiver it's a little bit it's a little bit jolting it's not on every waiver (laughs) it isn't and what happened was the owner was apparently a little bit of a uh, sketchy guy not sketchy in you know a really really terrible terrible way but he was let's say he was a drug dealer (laughs) and so we, we did the class, we were all completely out of shape, we were all musicians that never really work, worked out at all. One of my friends, their pants fell down mid-warm-up. Mind you, the warm-up was one hour long and it was just a total burnout class, just designed to, to make you break. He put a garbage can in the middle of the room and said, if you need to vomit, puke into this. Did and he pants the guy or did the guy's pants? No, the pants just fell down. Because that'd be a great initiation for a martial arts gym, just like the guy fucking pantses you. Yeah, as you're running around in the circle, yeah, yeah. someone just comes up behind you and pants you. You never know, you know, especially in a sport with a kimono or something, you don't know how to put the, mm. the gi on, you know, your pants could fall oh, down. Here's the thing, we were, we were just wearing the closest thing to workout clothes we could find. So it's probably a bunch of skinny jeans and shit. No, yeah, no, 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 no musicians. Cut off jeans. No, no, this fedora makes my workout. No, fedora. this is this is fine. 
so that that it was just it was pretty intense it was an intense first time it was it was just an absolute burnout it was it was a lot of fun though i ended up going back a few more times after that and every single time i went there it was just always such an interesting experience because you know obviously the owner of the gym was a little bit sketchy so some of the there would just be things that would happen at the gym that you would expect to happen in a sketchy place so i believe one time one of the fighters at the gym had gotten into a fight with someone who was in a motorbike gang and the motorbike gang showed up and beat him up during a class just really crazy did you keep training while he was getting beaten up <laughs> just 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 hitting a bag watching that it's like hey. I, I wasn't there but that would have uh <laughs> i'd be lucky for the motorbike <laughs> gang <laughs> i probably would have been i i'm i i would have been useless i would have been the last person you would want around if you were getting beaten no up. more it's a shame you weren't a cop or a border patrol mm. agent or you might have been able to do something these days though i'm the first person you would want around fucking <laughs> toughguy.com but i got my blue belt a couple of weeks ago and then all of a sudden i'm just sold on myself getting sponsorships yet i am actually uh going to be sponsored by uh kings kimonos <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i just keep saying it and hopefully i'll just get free geese but <laughs> every single time i went there it was it was it was kind of interesting i remember one time coming in and uh former ufc fighter actually brian ebersole was there because at the time he wasn't signed with the ufc and he was kind of a world traveler he would just go from city to city and kind of train and hang out and live and he was there and i i didn't really know who he was but he was he was a real character he's for anyone who doesn't know he's he was a ufc fighter he was really well known for being unorthodox he I think he got a knockout by a cartwheel kick that was his thing he was a cartwheel kick guy which is pretty weird but uh the crazy thing and this is where my story will finish because i feel like there's no better way to end it but the gym rest in peace was burnt to the ground burnt to the ground <laughs> and it's crazy because my friend ariz actually lived there and he was okay and this is just the most dumb luck story ever. The reason he was okay was the night it was burnt down, he was at a bar and he met a girl which he went home with and not his home, to her home. And <laughs> that night, it was burnt down. Crazy. That's wild, man. It's a wild story. He burnt it down. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a policeman or a border customs control otherwise i would know or a fireman (laughs) yeah you know so what about you jacob what was what was your first time how did you i always feel like there's a few there's a there's a few first times and Mm. mine sounds a little bit less conventional than yours because yours sounds like what what the reason that your mom didn't want you doing the uh quotation marks cage fighting yeah, because know. of people burning gyms down and getting in fights with biker gangs and pantsing you and making you puke in a garbage bag. Yeah, it was. None of those things happened to me, but I was also like under ten years old, so I mean, mm. you know, I yeah, none of those things happened. I did not puke in my first Quindo class. Mm. Do you know what Quindo is? All I know is that it rhymes with window. It does. It does. Well, you either Quindo or you Quindon, Brenton, but uh, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I, 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 I've since I've since googled Quindo and there's nothing on it. It was a meditative martial art, mm. sort of like uh, a little bit like yoga. Shout out to yoga, mm. a little bit like yoga, but it was it was not particularly deadly. A lot of kids in a room, very boring. Wondered why my parents sent me there when I wanted to do karate. Yeah, peaceful parents. Peaceful, very too peaceful, if you ask me. Mm. Too many years of my life wasted on Quindo, but. What was funny about it is the instructor What's was... What's funny about that is y y your mum's a, a poet, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I... Uh... There's your answer. <laughs> Story over. So anyway, I noticed uh, during the first class that one kid was just messing around. The instructor did nothing. So we were all doing like our mountain poses, our meditation. This kid was just jumping around, crashing into the walls, knocking things off the shelf, you know, whatever it was. And slowly more and more kids joined him week by week. And the instructor, with all his years of Quindo training, so strong, mm. never did anything. Just It was like it wasn't happening. And by the end of the course, there was maybe one kid doing it, and the rest of us were just... You, you know those bouncy balls with the ears that you hold on to? <laughs> I had one of those. A couple of those. Well. I think I used to favor that. I, used to, I think one time I bumped into the instructor, so that was Quindo. That was Quindo, and that was a, a childhood experience. Um, put me off martial arts for a while. Um, was it in a mall? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. It was in a. I think it was. It was upstairs from a pizza restaurant. Oh wow! Maybe downstairs from a pizza restaurant. Not exactly a place where you'd think Quindo would thrive. Dude, I mean, that's what people say to me now. Now Quindo's erupted in popularity. Do you think, as an adult now, that you know your ability to deal with with stressful situations is you know? Can you thank Quindo for that? This is, this is why we're here, I think, mm. to talk about the significance of martial arts in our lives. The first times performing what it did. And yes, my life has been drastically altered and shaped in ways that I cannot explain or comprehend. It's but, informative years. But um, some years later in university, I, I finally hit the dojo. Mm. The and there was fear in the dojo. There was fear. But I was, I was willing. And I went to Chris Kent's Kicks in Brighton. <laughs> That's amazing. Who is Chris Kent? Uh, master of Wadaru Karate. Wadaru means the peace way. Does oh. not mean it's not deadly. My instructor always inferred. And uh, yeah, we, we, you know, and that went pretty well. I remember getting my, my ninth cue, my red belt, being very excited by that. You know, you pay your money, you do your kata. Kata is a system of moves, little knife hands to the groin and other useful fight moves. What included. was the sound you made when doing kata? What was your like preferred Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I said, hey, I think it was like, hey, hey. That's, like, that's, that's pretty standard. You know, like a, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I think mine, you know, this will might maybe go back when when I get to my story, my second story, my second part, was I would make the ha, ha. That was my noise. But it's what's so funny, Brenton? What's so funny? Every time you punch, you just think of some, just think of a joke that's funny. And um, I'll get back to a funny Carter uh, sounds or key eyes, if you will, in a minute. But um, I remember one of the main things from my first class was like the instructor being like, "Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Just give him attention." I was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> And I realized after a while that children used to climb the walls of the dojo and look through the windows. And, um, you know, I must have looked pretty ridiculous in my belt, which I cut myself too short, which I got made fun of by the instructors. Or I had this little, like, stub belt. Oh. So I, I cut too short because you, you can't... They just came in one size, so you had to cut them. 
really right. messed that up. And um, yeah, anyway, so I, I, I did that for a little while. And then I, uh, when I moved back to London, I found a place, a guy doing it, a Greek guy in a school gym, the same style. So I went back thinking, I'm already like seventh Q, so I'll get my, I got my leg up here. Only to find out that he mixed children's and adults classes. That's crazy. He said it taught the adults control and meant the kids could go hard. I tell you, you know, sparring with a spazzy 12 year old does no good to anyone unless you want to get kicked in the nuts. Um, so that was, I ended up giving up karate after that. It's so, it's so rigid and it's just, it's so useless at points. But I'll always remember there was this one older guy who every time he threw a punch went like that. And I was just like, dude, like, do you have a kid here? I don't think he had a kid there. I don't think he was being an exhibitionist for his child, but that just, you know, any martial art where that's a legitimate sound to make, mm. th that's that's karate, man. Did you get Chuck. to use any uh, weapons? Yeah, the nunchucks, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And he really told us about the difference between Americans and English, because when English people use nunchucks, we're controlled. When Americans use nunchucks, it's flashy, but actually just whacking themselves a lot, mm. you know? And if you look at videos, it's kind of true. Like nunchucks look cool until you realize that the reason they're foam padded on the end is because dudes are just hitting themselves, but you're meant to catch them under your armpit, right? It's kind of cool, like, whoosh, like oh, up back yeah. and forth under your armpit. So nunchucks is fun and, and the sticks are, instead of samurai swords is fun. And they show you how to hold the samurai sword because you know, in ancient Japan, if you held it a certain way, they'd chop your head off because that meant you were going to attack. So you have to hold it away that you stand down. Um, and I can't you tell you how useful that stuff is to me now. To go to Asia, hold a samurai sword the wrong way and end up dead. I think they, we live in different times. <laughs> I think we live in different times. What was your uh, following experience after the uh, Aziz's, um, Aziz's um, border cop shack? Well, it's actually Aziz, but... Uh, Aziz, excuse me. Sorry, Aziz, <laughs> if you're listening, Aziz, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't equate you with... <laughs> so my uh, second gym was like a very typical MMA gym so I'd obviously had my sort of breakthrough experience at probably the sketchiest gym in Perth Western Australia and I followed it up with a guy that actually used to go to uh, a lot of metal shows and uh, he ran a studio called the Armory because you know you've got to be armed it's an armory it's full of deadly weapons you get, you get it? yeah <laughs> Damn. Anyways, so that was my second we second experience. But the funny thing was, is I, I really enjoyed that that school a lot. I, I, I had a I had a great time. Uh, but it was, yeah, in in the sense, it was a very typical MMA gym. There was a guy that uh, I trained there with, and I really like this guy. I still to this very day, I uh, still have him on all my uh, social media accounts. His name's Hayes, and Hayes is someone that went to mar went through martial arts as a child. He went through it very, very sort of acrobatic, very flashy. Did I think a lot of like the Taekwondo stuff? Hayes, if you're listening by chance, sorry if I got that wrong. But whenever we would spar, and I tell you, we did live sparring and with small gloves too. So sometimes it was a little nerve wracking, but he loved Tekken, loves Tekken and like a lot of that sort of video game kind of culture. He would try those moves on me. And because I didn't really know what I was doing, I didn't understand his hips were turning. He was just doing all sorts of weird, crazy flying head kicks. I got kicked in the head a lot. I don't know if I took home a concussion. Did you have headgear on? No. 
That's terrible. No headgear. Small gloves, no headgear. Small gloves, no headgear. If you're looking for an MMA gym and they make you spar without headgear and in, in four ounce or six ounce gloves, then just say no. <laughs> just say no. I didn't realize you could say no. That was a crazy thing, is I remember the first day doing live sparring. Yeah, stupid, man. And I learn nothing. You learn nothing. Just getting hit with a jab, a light jab with five ounce gloves, it, 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 it's basically like getting with a fist. Yeah. You know, it's the padding so, so minimal. So, you know, I, I, I did definitely get, you know, a little bit beaten up. One of the, I remember getting ground and pounded too. There was just this one time that was the most typical bro dude I think I've ever met in my life. And we were just doing some light rolling with, with punching. And at one point he just postured up and just started punching me repeatedly in the face. And then also kind of seemed to realize after the fact that he had done something wrong because he was really apologetic. I, yeah, it was very Seemed strange. normal at the time, but now... <laughs> now that I've come down... Beating the crap out of this beginner. Yeah. Didn't, didn't seem right. But I, I did end up sweeping him, I think. After, I think I got that shot of adrenaline of I'm getting beaten up and I was Did someone just yell, him. sweep the leg, Breton, from the side and you looked and no one was there? Or, or, or it was it was a reese it was a reese he said it and then walked off with his arms folded into a cloud of smoke that could have been it it's very Dude, Brian Ebersole probably burnt that gym down <laughs> here's a question so I have some questions about uh, mixed martial arts in Australia yeah. do, do you you know the big thing everyone says about Australia is it's full of dangerous and it is full of, of dangerous animals yes kangaroos wallabies black mambas do but, you do you prepare for, you know how like like Joe Rogan's always like, did you prepare for this opponent? Did you prepare? Did anything surprise you? Yeah. You know, did anything surprise you when you use those skills to fight wild animals in the outback? Can you? How do you strangle a snake? Like, is it easy? Is it hard? It seems like it's easy because it's like one long neck, right? That's what a snake is. The, it's hard to defend your neck when you are a neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you do? Well, you know, I've never had any experience choking out snakes. You know, we did bring in occasionally kangaroos into the gym. Australia. You know, with the, with the, with the leg kicks. With the leg kicks! <laughs> I don't know do, where I was going with that. Can, do kangaroos ever check kicks or do they just eat them and fire back? They just eat them. They eat them with their tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if, what, and you know, like, they could also, like, deflect a body punch by just, like, getting it into the pouch, right? Like, you kick them in the belly and then they just shove your leg into that weird sticky pouch with the infants in it. I'm wondering. Do the males have pouches? Yeah, I was, too? You know, I was just about to ask you the same question, realizing oh, that you're we're probably... on a wavelength today. <laughs> I realize that you probably would be, why would you know? You know, you're not from the land down under where women glow and men plunder. <laughs> I never heard that one. I don't know. That's, you don't pl- know. What did you plunder? I, don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I was about to embarrass myself and ask no, what does okay. plunder mean? <laughs> anyways, I, I, have some, I have some questions about. Uh, did you end up, did you ever, because obviously you moved over to Canada much like myself, did you end up training any sort of MMA in London or in England? No, I, there was a place near me and I was considering it, but it was called Bloodline TKO and I just thought, Jesus, it might be full That's of dicks. That's a little much It might be the types of people, and this is the thing, I think when we talk about MMA, it's like people have this, you know, MMA's become much more common. I think we saw Bloodline TK Jesus Christ. It's it's yeah, it's it, it's it's 
it, it's pretty much as gnarly as you can get without mm. basically saying you're going to come in here and some jock's going to punch you in the head. Mm. But let's be honest, that does happen in MMA gyms. It still attracts a certain type of person. You meet some good people, some bad people. And, and I met really good people training MMA here, uh, Six MMA, or used, um, used to be called Black Devil MMA. That's a racist. <laughs> a man once came to the door of the gym and yelled down the stairs, the name of your gym is racist. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I mean, you know, they changed it. I don't think it was supposed to be racist. No, I don't. But I mean, yeah, you know, you name what what's in a name. What what is in a what name? is in a name? But it is um, on my one of my second days. We were training leg locks, and I kept trying to double leg this like two hundred pound guy. Background on me, I'm like pretty, you know, I'm like five eight, one forty five. Um, just kept trying to grab this guy, take him down, try to jump on him. He pushed me off. I hurt my ribs, and he kept getting me in a choke and just like squeezing for dear life. And I couldn't swallow for two weeks afterwards. Because you're just squeezing that, squeezing the hell out of my throat, you know. So that was like one of my first experiences. Mm. Is just like asking friends, is it normal to to grapple and not, you know? But that's the kind of thing that happens in MMA gyms, you know. Some giant dude squeezes the hell out of your uh, your neck, and he was a uh, he was a project manager in like an IT company. He was like, oh, you know, I'm here because if that doesn't work out, I always have MMA. Yeah, it seems like he made the right choice for the IT thing to be number one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he switched it. That man went on to become Daniel Cormier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he hurt my Adam's apple first before he hurt everyone didn't else's. Didn't know DC was into uh, IT. <laughs> Who yeah. was in these days? So yeah, MMA is crazy, man. MMA is crazy, and it's it's cool to be involved in, but you gotta you gotta do it for the right reasons and with the right attitude and train yeah. smart. I'm kind of happy that I ended up in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I'm, I'm sort of, when I first moved to Toronto, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to do MMA, I think, still, and then I went to Toronto BJJ, and I actually went through their kickboxing program back when they had it, rest in peace, Toronto BJJ's kickboxing program, and I remember being really into the striking element, because I'm, for a little background on myself, I'm about six foot two and about 140 pounds, so I'm basically a stick with legs and arms and they also look like sticks and so kickboxing for me was really good because it was it played to my body's you know I, I had a long jab I could establish it long legs Quindo played to my strength my body's strength <laughs> it, 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 you can see how it, it played to your patience and your calmness patience and calmness and your upcoming poetry career. I have the tiger baby I have the tiger <laughs> but um, yeah I I enjoyed the kickboxing program and then eventually ended up doing the this just straight jujitsu. I gotta say I'm kinda I'm happy doing the straight jujitsu because it seems with jujitsu that crazy we're gonna put this small guy up against this huge guy and just let them kind of go crazy and we're gonna teach them all this dangerous stuff but not really explain anything and I think it's good doing the jujitsu stuff now because even though it's pretty rough on your body at times it's a little bit more controlled, right? Yeah, and, and it's also just good to know that if I'm walking down the street and a, a, a really big muscular guy wearing a kimono but doesn't know any jiu-jitsu attacks me, I'd probably be able to win. Yeah. Using a variety of grips. Um, I mean... You know, assuming the fight goes to the ground. You could pull guard in the middle of the street and yeah, just dude. work off your back, baby. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the, that's like the the saying the the tagline of the gym, isn't it? Work off your back, baby. baby. <laughs> a generally long period as well, but yeah, both Jacob and I train at the same gym, Toronto BJJ now, 
actually funny how we met and I guess eventually became friends and decided to do a podcast about experiencing things for the first time was we we knew about each other from the food world because we both do a lot of food stuff and I saw him and thought hey this guy's new because he was wearing a different colored gi which the gi the trialist uniform the, the rental uniform the rental uniform so it was a rental and I figured I'll beat this guy up should be a good time a lot of fun and I didn't realize you'd been training quite a quite a long period of time in the no gi you 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 had grappled and won competitions once once in a fairly Twice. small Twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a two-man division <laughs> but the other guy pulled out <laughs> <laughs> but you you kicked my ass and it just went from there and yeah. that's what motivated you so you know your losses can motivate you and that's a big part of it you know you know you don't you never you, either, you win or you learn my, i wouldn't say you were my reason for continuing i didn't you're welcome you either win or you learn you either win or you fight me. <laughs> you either win or you die. Yeah, that's that, and and that's what I love is that whole kind of game of death approach that the gym has, you know. Because a tap, as Joe Rogan says on his podcast, shout out to Joe. Tapping is symbolic death. Tapping is symbolic death. Every time you tap, you should feel like you just died. Is it though? That's a hundred percent what it is, and it's the best way to look at it. And it ensures that if you have a bad day, you'll feel terrible afterwards and take it much too seriously. <laughs> All jokes aside, this is where our roads. Your your humor is really hard to read sometimes. I was like, I was like, oh, Jacob's being real. It's getting real. I deep. died. I've died a lot of times, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> I've many that. more than nine lives. But look, this is where our roads uh, our roads uh, converge, and I think that martial martial arts are just a great way to build confidence whether you're trying to get in shape, learn to defend yourself. I think jiu-jitsu is really great. I think it's been really good for me for that reason. I think it's great to do things that scare you, and I still feel anxious just going in sometimes, even though it's a friendly environment and an educational atmosphere. So, you know, to, to close this off, no, all jokes aside, I, I you know, love the opportunities that I get to, to experience martial arts from a disciplinary, from a physical, from, a, from, you know, from an emotional standpoint. And, you know, I hope I can continue with care to practice them uh, for my whole life in some form or another. Yeah, right on. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool that we're doing this podcast. And I think it was really appropriate for the first episode, given how we really ultimately met and became, you know, close friends is through basically doing jujitsu and sort of sharing that passion for it and just kind of a first time we met each other podcast as well uh, we covered that too we we did we can't cover that anymore that's a that's a bummer we're gonna, Would have been we're gonna a really run out of episodes awful, awful podcast on its own <laughs> if you're listening thanks for listening it was, it's kind of cool and we're just uh we're gonna keep churning out all different first time experiences a lot of dumb dumb funny stories see you on the mats <laughs>